Hi, this is Eric Chase, afternoon host on Cumulus Media Toledo's Q105 and your host for 68 Words here with the Ability Center. Today's guest is someone who you might actually be quite familiar with, especially if you're a fan of a certain university and their football team, Larry Stevens. He's a wide receiver with the 2022 MAC champion Toledo Rockets. Larry was also born with a hearing disability. So I was pretty much born with a hearing disability. I, don't even, I wasn't fully deaf when born. But it was the point where they wanted to see how it went, and then by the time I was three, it just got real bad. And that's when I considered it was deaf. I say this is what makes me who I am. This is part of me. I don't look at it as a disability or whatnot. I just think, um, you know, it just, it just gives people who, you know, who feel like, who, who have this kind of problem, like they feel like they're different from others and just don't look at yourself no different. And you know, like just stick to you, just be you. That's how I, that's how I always been raised. And, that's, my, that's, been my, that's been my morals. People, places, and spaces. Doing disability differently. Sharing first-hand experience in our podcast. Inspired by the 68 words that sparked the disability rights movement. Learn where it started and what's next. Hi, my name is Stuart James, and I'm the executive director here at the Ability Center. And welcome to 68 Words. Let me welcome and thank Larry Stevens from the UT Mac Champion UT football yes, team. Sir. Yes, sir. My for taking My some for taking some minutes. This is our podcast, Sixty Eight Words with the Ability Center. We have been trying to track you down for a long time because, as I have read from my from my friend Christy Copanius, Copanius did the story with you with WTOL. You have found that you have inspired a lot of kids so far, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you are not from our Springfield, Ohio, but you are here. The nine three seven. The nine three seven. Nine three seven. Which which Springfield, Ohio, is this? So this Springfield's in the middle between Dayton and Columbus. Um, so, so it's thirty thirty minutes from Dayton and then forty five from Columbus. Well, as part of the Ability Center um, and somebody who has made Toledo their home, I appreciate you being here. And for all the people and the kids you've inspired and all the kids and adults you are going to inspire, we wanted to have you on the podcast because you have a hearing disability, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. When, tell me, when you were very young, you didn't have any hearing at all? So I was pretty much born with a hearing disability. So I was born with, I didn't... I don't even, I wasn't fully deaf when born, but it was the point where they wanted to see how it went, and then by the time I was three, it just got real bad, and that's when I considered it was deaf. Uh, and at that point, what was the process that your your parents? So from from that point, in, it was just like a it's a risk, you know. But my, I'm glad my parents took that risk or whatnot, and you know, we started off with hearing aids, which is the pieces that go inside your hair, mm-hmm. and from I had them from like four up to six. And then six is when I got my first cochlear implant, which is on the left. And I got my second one on the right, which was at eight years old. I think a lot of us have heard of what a cochlear implant is. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what it is? So it's pretty much a hearing device. Uh, it's, it's like a little piece that's uh, last on around your ear. And it's connected through your own. It's like a magnetic piece that's inside of your head. And your piece connect through it. So, and then... As years went on, technology is crazy. So sure. now you got the waterproof, <laughs> you got the Bluetooth. You can you, you can um, track your hearing aids through your phone. Your parents can see where you are at any given time. Any given time through my hearing aids, if they wanted to, they could track it um, through, through the little um, app called Nuclear Smart, and it shows like if you lose a hearing aid, it's, it's pretty much like a my iPhone. Right. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty um, amazing to have. It's an amazing time in technology, and I'm sure just by saying that, I don't know if you've shared that with, with kids or adults before, because one of the things, uh, my eyes are going to go bad at some point, and, and I had LASIK once, but 
technology moves along and we get scared because we only see certain things on TV mm-hmm. and you think you're going to have cochlear implants, but you just describe the technology and it's quite amazing. It's not like something you might have seen on TV a long time ago. Nope, nope, not at all. Um, when you were a little boy, when you were a toddler, cute little Larry, three years old, when you were going through this, did you know that you were different from other kids? Uh, like, as in like me growing up, as in... Oh, no, that, that you, you struggled to hear. Uh, I always thought I was as normal as everybody else. Okay, good, so good. It wasn't really nothing. I wasn't really, you know, it took a little while to get used to or not. From my experience of remembering, mm-hmm. it wasn't really... Mm-hmm. I was just normal. I guess kids get a little nastier when they're like six or seven, three or four. We're yeah. still kind of nice to one another. Yeah, I, uh, I was pretty much an, I was an athlete, so I, I was in sports from the time I was pretty much born all the way up. Even with the hearing aids, I started playing. I started playing basketball when I was three, so that was my first sport. Started playing football when I was seven, and then I uh, uh, started playing baseball around seven, six, seven, eight, and so I've been football, basketball, and baseball but if we if we read the pinned tweet on your page we know you're going to the nfl right yeah NFL. all right i'm gonna get back to that and ask you a bunch more but i, I have uh two more uh one cochlear question and then something else that i i always ask everybody that visits mm-hmm. with us first uh talk a little bit more about the cochlear implants like give somebody a, a roadmap of what it would be like do they have to get like oil changes every six months do you have to try how does it work it's pretty much like any like how i say it's like an iphone so yep. you know they got they have upgrades, new updates, new. They got the um, nuclear, have nuclear smarts from one all the way up to seven, and each one is just it's a new technology added to it. Like you, the, the most recent one is just a little, just a little headpiece. You don't got, you don't have to hook it around or nothing. And uh, so, like, when would be the next time you have to update the iOS, so to speak? Uh, it's my choice. Excellent. My awesome. choice. So I, uh, right now, I'm still stuck on the. I didn't even get the new update one. I love the one I got right now, so I like it around my ear. And right. the, um, you got the waterproof and the Bluetooth, so I pretty much enjoy it, and everything's been cool. good so far. Uh, the one thing that I ask everybody that comes in here, and I love hearing their answers, is do you believe that you have a disability? I say, I say this is what makes me who I am. Okay. So, uh, this is part of me. Uh, uh, I don't look at it as a disability or whatnot. I just think, uh, you know, it just, it just gives people who... You know who feel like who, who have this kind of problem like they feel like they're different from others and just don't look at yourself no different and you know like just stick to you just be you that's how I, that's how I was been raised and that's my that's been my, that's been my morals I mean so. I guess the answer is no but I'll ask anyway when you got a little bit older did you get teased at all I've never been teased good because you're yeah. the athlete kid right yeah, you're gonna whoop some butt right I was always the one everybody was around <laughs> don't everybody. mess with Larry yeah so um, are there there's a couple that I'm familiar with but was there ever a point in time where you looked up to um, any deaf athletes I think uh, Tamika Ketching is a WNBA player has some hearing struggles and I know uh, there's a guy that I used to watch in the 90s playing baseball named Curtis Pride so my first one that I seen inspired was um, he played for the um, the, the uh, Seahawks who was it? I think it was uh, it might have been somebody on defense. He played with the Seahawks, and he he was he, was, he had a hearing disability. <laughs> that was probably the only the um, first guy that I seen. He was some, some type of hope, inspiration, inspiration. Sure. I'm gonna have to look him up just to uh, give him his name, yeah. give his name and everything. Most definitely, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was on the Seahawks. Um, what is what's if there is any at all? Is there a disadvantage to doing what you do as a college athlete? Uh, be more specific. Um, 
Do you have any disadvantage at all by your disability? So, I, like, uh, talking as in, like, football-wise? Absolutely, yep, anywhere. So, football-wise, you know, there'll be times where I might not, I might hear something different, or I might not get the get the right call or hear the right what you're saying or whatnot because everything is in, the, in my helmet, everything's compact in the inside. Right. So, it can be difficult at times, especially when it's loud. So, signals help a lot when it comes to that. What is it? What helps? Sig- signals. signals. Signals, yeah. So, and, uh, so pretty much, I'll say just trying to hear, hearing the, uh, Quarterback cadence and all that. That's why as a receiver, you watch the ball. Yep, you're a yeah. wide receiver. I was oh, when I was watching um, uh-huh. the. I, I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> Follow the Eagles a little bit more than everybody else. And Traylon Burks got smashed in the end zone. Playing a wide receiver, you could take. You're going to be taking some shots. Yeah, I took as, my crazy because uh, last. Well, not not my championship, but the game before, I took my. I had my first catches in the season, and one of my catches was a kill shot. Cover two, safety came down. You got you. It. Yeah, he got me. Still made a catch, but. Did you have you ever been hit like that before in your life? Nah, no. nah. This this is a different type. It was a different type of hit. So, let's go back to the cochlear implants. Can a hit like that break them? Like what happens? Mm-hmm. I want to say break, but they can definitely like uh, I have to probably readjust my helmet. Got it. Put it back on and then strap back up and get back to it. Um, how might that affect it? Or tell me if you've thought anything about like how. I mean, everything in the head is connected, whether it's vision, hearing, how you taste. Um, what if you get a? Con- are you worried about how a concussion might affect anything? Uh, that's one of the things my parents worry about the most. Mm, yeah, and I'll tell you this: How old are you? Um, um, I will be twenty-one in May, so I'm twenty right now. What May? What May twentieth? May 9th here. Taurus's life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're all the same way. Like I'll be forty-three. <laughs> I'm 43. 43-year-old Eric thinks the things I did at 23 were stupid, and the older version of Larry is going to think back and be like, why was I doing that? And we just hope that nothing awful happens, because yeah. you know you know what you're getting into. You know what you're mm-hmm. getting into. It's a violent sport. And you yeah. took, man, you got a welcome to the league hit with that thing, didn't you? Most definitely. Especially if coming from high school, because I didn't really get hit in high school for real, for real. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't no crazy, you know, I, I was just, you know... I score touchdowns. So I right. didn't really get touched as much. So let's let's talk a little bit about football. What what was the leveling up like for you? Everybody always says you you and I have both heard it for years. When somebody gets drafted and they go to the NFL, they're like, "Oh, the speed of the game." I wasn't I wasn't ready for this. What what has the transition been <laughs> for you? Uh, I say it was it's more mental. It's preparation from, preparation more mental coming from high school to uh coming from high school to college. So now high school. I was, you know, you're better than everybody. So right. You're out there, you're just playing. You ain't really watching that much film, for real, for real. You just you know you better than this guy. You're going to be him regardless of what the situation is. And then that was my that was my mindset in high school. And here, if you don't run your but, route right, you're covered. Yeah, yeah, but then coming to college, everybody's just as good as you. If not, it might be better. But the biggest thing in college is, you know, it's the little things. It's the little details that you got to stay down into. Uh, I'll say mentally, you just, it's more, de- it's more in debt. Yeah, especially with the routes and coverages, knowing when the person's going to be at certain times of the uh, of the route or coverages or whatnot, and like you know, like certain routes can change off based off the way your defense defense is playing. So you right. got to know that part too. And it's just it's a lot more, a lot more, it's a lot more detailed. I'd say speed. You know, so I had my first game. You know, I always wanted to uh, see how it is out there. I played in my first game in week twelve, and you know, speed was you know it's a tad faster, but you know. It's pretty much like high school for for couple to, couple of catches for like twenty three yards. Yeah. I think I saw. Mm-hmm. It's good. Good to have you on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other. Are there any? 
I know Jason, uh, Coach Candle speaks glowingly of you, and he treats you just like any other te- anybody else on the team, which is, I think, what anybody with any kind of disability uh, wants to be treated. I, I, we do the same things. We just do them differently. Are there any advantages? Advantages? Yes, advantages to your implants in any way. I think I read in Christy's story that maybe you pay a little bit more, there's a little more attention to detail with communication across the team because of what they mm-hmm. see in you. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. No, I said hearing hearing is pretty much, it's pretty much hard. So though, they'll make sure, like them times we'll be in the huddle, make sure I hear, or there'll be times where they'll give me the signal, make sure I got the signal over and over again. So, And that's that's, a, that's important for everybody yeah, in the huddle, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I know yeah. like, quarterbacks got to have a mouth. Like, it, mm-hmm. you got to be clear, you got to be a leader on the field. So if you're just mumbling along, mm-hmm. if you're not communicating clearly, everybody's not on the same page, well, guess what? Eight-yard loss or you got a holding penalty or something, right? Yep, and then, like, you know, I told, like, we had a little walk-through period or whatnot, you know, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be harder here. So now, like, everybody give me the signals. Make sure I'm good, so I can stay fast and not be looking slow. So uh, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been good. And I gotta guess when you're in a loud stadium, when you are starting as a junior on a cold night at the Glass Bowl, playing BG or Northern Illinois has got their act together again, wherever you at, and it's super loud and immediately because of everybody with the signals to you. They can go quiet. You can go silent and just do signals instead, right? And that's yeah. a preparation that other teams might not have, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then another advantage that I have on my Cooklin Ampli is like, you know, I can change the volume of the setting. So if it's too loud, I can adjust it to where it's not as loud, or I can block out the, the crowd noise and just hear what I want to hear. That's An advantage. So that's, that's another good Are thing. Are there filters? Can I put like a T-Pain filter on there? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, why, why, why'd you pick Toledo? Why'd you want to come here? <clears throat> Uh, you know, um, Toledo is one of the biggest schools in the MAC that recruited me. They stayed on me from when they first gave me the offer until after I signed, until when I got to when I got here, to when I got here my freshman year. And, uh, one of the reasons why is for real, for uh, you know, Kevin Bear, my receiver coach. He's a uh, um, he kept me locked in. He kept me locked in, I, and I appreciate him for that and everything. You know, he he told me what it was. From the uh, from from the outside looking in and inside looking out, so I, uh, I applaud him for that. He told me like it wasn't gonna be easy. It wasn't gonna be. It wasn't gonna be like you know nothing handed, nothing's given to you. Everything's gonna be you gotta work, and you know that's what I've been doing. I'm gonna keep doing that, and that's uh, that's been a goal. But for for you know it was close to home. It's two hours, two hours, two yeah. and a half hours away. I'm my mama's boy, so and uh. And it's blue and gold. My high school, I, I grew up, I bleed blue and gold. So it's another reason why I chose to come to Toledo for real, for real. Who's blue and gold in the NFL? Uh, Somebody's got, got to the, change, change got their colors. The, got the, the Rams? Yeah, got the Chargers. Yeah, okay. And that might be it. I, I do want to ask you a couple of NFL things. We get to some of the, the more fun questions. You've already inspired some kids. You're going to have <laughs> classwork. You're going to have football homework. And I think... And I think you, you, I hope you take on the challenge of inspiring kids or adults with, and this is why we're doing this. Um, what is some of the reactions you've gotten from those kids or whoever you were, you have inspired who might've been like, they're little Larry's now. Uh, when, so I, you know, you know, like, uh, I, so my, when I first got here, you know, I had received a letter from a, a parents, uh, parents about their kids or whatnot. And um, it was pretty good talking to him, and it was just 
you know, like when, like when the kids see me, like, you know, like, it's just, you know, they're a little shy, they're a little nervous. But as soon as you get to talk to them and everything, it's just one of the best things ever. Like, you see the little, the little smile on the kid's face. They get to asking you what's on your ear. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like I tell them what it is, and, you know, and they, just to see them, you know, uh, what's the words I want to put? It's like you almost give them yeah. a, a new life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Something like that, pretty much. And this is like, you know, like even back in high school, we used to go around and go around. We used to have a thing called Shoe for Shoeless. And we used to go in schools, you know, kids who didn't have shoes or socks or whatnot, and go in there and, you know, get them shoes and socks, and, you know, just to unable to see me, see that quickly implants. And it would just be like a, it would be like a surprise or a shot to them. And it would just see them just playing around, running, saying they want to play football just like you. They want yeah. to be you. It was just amazing. It's a good feeling. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it in the future, yeah. like, especially when I, I'm out there and everybody gets to fully see and hear my story and know my story. For sure. I'm ready. You, uh, <clears throat> Your plan A is to be in the NFL. I think it was a Tom Brady quote from five years or so ago that I really like. I heard him saying, he's like, somebody said, what, what would you do if you weren't Tom Brady? He's like, this was going to work. Like I was going to make this work one way or another. And I think your plan B is making sure plan A works mm-hmm. is, is a good way to go about it. Would your, what would be your plan B? Would it want to, would it like advocacy for pe- people with any kind of disability or what else, where else are your interests? Not saying the NFL thing is not going to happen. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You got time. I, yeah. You got time. All I've been, I've just been thinking about the NFL. Like, that's just, that's been my main goal. Like, you know, I never really, like, you know, yeah, you know, people say you come to college, you know, get a degree and whatnot. You know, I'm in marketing. So, you know, I'm, I've been looking into like real estate and marketing and like properties and businesses and all that. But, you know, like, that's just, I want to play football. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> to, I want to, I want to go to the league. I want to, that's my, and that's my, that's my plan A and plan B. So whatever I got to do for plan B to make plan A work, I'm going to yep. do that. And, and the higher level you go up, the more games you're out in the field mm-hmm. for the Rockets and then wherever you go, the platform is bigger to inspire people like that one little kid. That one little kid can turn into 10, 100, 1,000. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, let's talk some fun things. Who's your favorite NFL player? Favorite NFL player? Uh, I'm going to go with um, Mike Thomas and Stephon Diggs. Okay. The reason I say Stephon Diggs as well because uh, Mike Thomas been hurt, and you know I was and I'm growing up, I was an O State fan, and Mike Thomas was my favorite receiver when he was at O State, and then when we got to the league, got to the Saints, that's when I became a Saints fan. Okay, and you know at point time he's one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah, and now he's and been, he, been banged up forever. Now he's been banged up forever and there. Watching stuff, I love watching Stephon Diggs since when he came from uh, when he went into. Uh, Vikings, and then mm-hmm. right to the Bills, and then Josh Allen. Yeah, was amazing. Yeah, Vouch, they, they both they, they both leveled each other up. I never would have guessed that Stephon Diggs would have been this with the Vikings, but you see how much like Mike Zimmer and what kind of like mm-hmm. held that offense back. Who uh, who do you kind of model your game after, or who do you continually maybe grab little things from that you make a part of your game? I'm gonna go with Stephon Diggs, and then I'm gonna go with um, De- um DeAndre Hopkins. It, is it, with Stefan Diggs, is it because you guys are like similar sizes? Because he's not a real big dude. Yeah, uh, similar sizes, and I love the way he runs his routes. Okay. Route running is beautiful. We'll go back to inspiring quotes. What would you tell a little Larry when it comes to uh, that little Larry maybe having um, a hard time hearing? Uh, that's tough. Uh, we'll have you back and give you another answer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. What What would you tell little Larry who just wants to get on the football field? What would you tell him that you have learned from high school to college to where you want to go? What's the best football lesson you've ever learned? Uh, and he, this is a little boy. He's, this is a little boy. Four, he's four. His he's name four. is Larry, too. He wants to play football, and you're going to tell him 
pretend he knows what like a cover two is for I guess. Well we'll say we'll say we'll say a, a thirteen year old who has a little more knowledge about football. Thirteen year old. Uh I'll say, um, for real for you know, just have fun. You have no fun. It's hard. It's yeah. hard it's hard out there. It's hard out there. So just you know, just just stand on your principles and just have fun out there for real for you know, let the game come to you and let everything work out itself. That's that's all I've been doing from because uh, you know I started football. I didn't start playing receiver until I got to high school. What'd you play before that? So I grew up. I played my first year. I played fullback and linebacker. Well, I played fullback, tight end, linebacker. My first year playing football ever. You're not. Yeah. T- you would only be a tight end in an eighth grade team right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then uh, then I switched over into a uh, running back, and then I um I, I get older, get more skill development, yep. all that. I switched from uh, running back to quarterback. Play quarterback, linebacker, and safety. Fifth and sixth grade, and then I played quarterback, slot. Well, I started off quarterback in seventh grade, so middle school is when I started playing receiver. So seventh and um, seventh grade came. That's when they switched me from quarterback to safety and uh, slot receiver, and I played returner, punt returner. You've been all over. I've been all over. And then what about what about uh, on the basketball court? You miss playing basketball? Oh yeah, I, uh, I miss playing basketball. What position were like guard or forward? Guard. I was. I played one, two, and three. Did you play in high school? Yeah, I uh, was. Um, we was. So my first is crazy. My up to my senior, seniors, my took football really, really serious. That's when they was just okay. I'm gonna put everything, put all my eggs in the bas- baskets, focus on football, and then that's when everything just fell in place. Uh, what about you? Said you played baseball a little bit too. How far did you go with baseball? Up to like fifth grade. So my it. little yeah, baseball guy. You know, everybody always asks why why you stop playing baseball. Da, da, da. Everybody always said I was so good. This and I'm like baseball was boring. It's yeah, it, it was it's boring. And then you know once you get where out my area was at, by the time you got to sixth seventh grade, there's no more there's no more baseball team unless you're traveling. Yeah. So that was tough. You know, all my boys, we all played baseball up until fifth or sixth grade. Then we switched over to AAU basketball. So the same baseball team we switched over to AAU basketball, and we just played basketball all year. Football We're glad to have you playing football here. Um, I hope you have a blast in Florida. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, what's what's your favorite thing about Toledo? And you can't say I'm close to my mom. My favorite thing about Toledo? Yeah. Or how about this? If if your mom comes to town or next time she comes, were you taking the family for food? I mean, for food? You know, my family, they've been up here many times, so they okay. know. All right. So they, they favorite, they favorite restaurant is Shorty's Barbecue. Okay. They love the Shorty's Barbecue. Okay. How about you? You got a, you got a favorite spot? Uh, I am... Um, I love food, so okay. whatever I'm feeling, I'm going to find the best spot for it. You know, you, I got a couple spots in Toledo that I really enjoy. Which are? You got a Snappers, you got uh, Shorty's Barbecue, you got um, you got the um, Mike's Pizza, okay. if you had that. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I live right near there. Uh, you got, um, You're not at the point yet where you got to watch what you eat. Are you keeping an eye on your diet? This past year, <laughs> I, 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 I stopped eating pork, so okay. pork's been, I've been feeling good ever since I stopped eating pork. Okay. <clears throat> Lost a lot of fat. Um, body cutting up. Um, you know, I love um, J Mays. What is it? J Mays. What's that? It's a little soul food spot downtown okay. Toledo. J Mays. Not familiar with it. You got a favorite food truck? Toledo Wings. Okay. Toledo Wings. Um, when you're not doing football or school, what are you doing in your free time? You gamer or anything? Reader? Um, in my free time. What free time? Um, right. I'm chilling with my guys. Yeah, we're chilling, watching football. If you're not doing football, we find something to do, some type of football. Who's a quarterback you want to catch? Like they could be living or dead, whoever. Who's a quarterback you want to catch a pass from? Drew Brees. Really? Drew Brees. Okay. Drew Brees. Even him or Aaron Rodgers. Okay. 
for a minute, I, actually for a long minute, when they won the Super Bowl, I was a Saints fan because it was one of those things. I kept picking Drew Brees on my fantasy team. He kept winning me stuff. And I, be, I became the, the, the Saints fan living the farthest north in the country. They're a great team to watch. Most definitely. Uh, definitely. What else do I have for you? And we'll wrap up in a couple minutes. I had some good questions. Uh, what's the most memorable play of your entire career? And I mean even when you were playing like peewee football. I got a couple. Give them to me. So peewee football, this is when I'm playing quarterback. Um, it's crazy because it's crazy because one of my one of my receiver one of my teammates he's a receiver he uh, against his against his people team and he's from Centerville and uh, it's crazy because we were just talking about this story maybe a few weeks ago and he be laughing about it uh, game winning touchdown I'm going into the end zone I flipped over a little boy into the end zone for a game winning touchdown and we was talking about that and he was like damn that's crazy like that we still remember that same play yeah exactly like you were right there right like, like I was right there and then come to high school I scored my first touchdown. And celebration, lose my hearing aid, lose my hearing aid mid game, <laughs> and uh, I lose my hearing aid mid game. So we had to stop the game, trying to find my hearing right. aid, can't find it. But luckily, we find the next practice in my shoulder pad. It was, wow! It's inside of my shoulder pad. And uh, you know, I, I had um, my favorite game in high school was against another teammate on my team, Sawai Ellis, against Fairfield. And um, it's crazy because junior year we beat them. I had a game when I had a game when he touched down and a game when he picked against him. Junior Look at that. Year, and it was 14-16. And that's junior year. And then senior year, it's the scores flip. They went 16-14. But luckily I tried to make his comeback. I had I had score I had eight catches for 80 yards in less than three minutes, all in the fourth quarter. That's like what Brady two, did last night. Two touchdowns brought us back, but we couldn't convert the convergence, so but there were some memories that I remember in high school and then of course going to the final four, practicing on Thanksgiving. One of the best practices ever. Just knowing that you won the final four teams in Ohio left. Yeah. Playing for the state championship. And it was just a, it was just a beautiful feeling. It was just an amazing feeling. Well, whether it's there's gonna be some on the field, but definitely a lot off because of what you're talking about now, what you've shared here. Uh, a lot more memories, a lot more inspiration to come. Uh one last question, besides that tweet, and you don't tweet a lot, which I respect the hell out of. Stay the hell off of Twitter. Yeah. No good there. Mm-hmm. Um Besides that tweet, what else motivates you? What else gets you out of bed every day? And it doesn't even have to necessarily be about like success in the football field. Like what what gets Larry out of bed every day? Food. Nah. <laughs> it did at one point. COVID. COVID. COVID year got me. Yeah. I blew up COVID year. I'm not even gonna lie about that. But now that what gets me what 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 was my motivation every day is my little baby boy. Like that is my regardless of regardless of what's going on, knowing that I have a a boy, a little boy that's knowing that I'm his daddy, you know, yep. knowing that he sees whenever he sees me, he's smiling like he's one of the best feelings ever. So like that's my motivation. Like I wanna make sure he's set, make sure he's good in the future or whatnot. So that's been my that's really been my inner, internal motivation. So great yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm. Great conversation. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys having me for sure. This is Chief Armstrong of Toledo Fire and Rescue. 68 Words has been a production of the Ability Center, hosted by Cumulus Media's Eric Chase. Engineering provided by Will Mellon and executive produced by Mallory Crooks. If you, your group, organization, or business is interested in hosting a disability awareness experience or have other inquiries, please contact info at abilitycenter.org. Until next time, think differently. Think differently. Think differently.